Hello, and welcome to the Flynn Skidmore podcast. My goal is to help you become exactly who you want to be. We're here to help you take your biggest, boldest, most beautiful vision for life and turn that vision into reality. Hello. Today, I spoke with JT Barnett, who is one of my favorite people in the world. He is a absolute marketing and culture genius, but like, as will become so clear in this conversation, he is so many things, is such an inspiring and loving person. And today, what we're diving into is his experience of a non-conventional experience in his relationship. He and his partner, Sam, recently split up an engagement and then decided to get back together. And today, JT shares about what that process was like for him. Yeah, so now shit feels really good. We're in the exact stage that we're at right now is like now we're like officially dating again, back together, boyfriend and girlfriend, not considering ourselves engaged, not planning a wedding. We are having conversations about like spending life together, like real long term conversation, kids and things like that. But in terms of like formalities, we haven't, there, there hasn't been like any conversation about doing that again yet. Mm-hmm. But dude, things feel really good. Like it feels different in the best way possible. It feels deeper. It just feels good. Mm-hmm. It feels good. Yeah. What are, what are the things that are letting you know that it's deeper? The quality of conversations that we're having the, and the depth of them. Like for me, I think inner child work, and like, I've been going to therapy for like six years. I started going to therapy after I got done playing hockey. And immediately when going into therapy, the first thing that I started working on was feeling feelings, mm-hmm. getting closer to my body. And then from there, it was like inner child work. And it was like understanding more masculine and feminine kind of energy and like what might have been rejected at times not even necessarily for me but by other people and the society i was in and like the the line of work i was in so i spent i spent a lot of time having those conversations and sam i feel like would always hold so much space for me and would just be there for me and i feel like over this time that she spent alone she really like dove into understanding language for her own experience Mm -hmm. Uh, so now when we're sitting and talking about these kind of things, like she's articulating her own experience with like inner child past things in her life, her own experience of her different types of energy and, and feelings in her body and things like that, which is just like incredible. It's incredible to feel. It's incredible for me to see her having so much confidence in it and like having her just have just her feeling so good with herself mm-hmm. and then for me to be able to riff on like how i'm feeling and her add her own experiential input into it is just like what i hold as one of the if not the highest form of intimacy yeah so did you guys get yourselves into a dynamic where it's just the way that the habit habits develop the patterns develop that she was investing her energy into holding space for you and your experience, supporting you with your healing, and she was investing less of that energy into herself? 
I don't know. I feel like, so if we were to like timeline and go back, I feel like we both have been building businesses. We both have been very kind of go, go, go. And it was exactly what we both wanted. Like we've, we've been very conscious and intentional about like the life that we were building together, in- individually and together. And I think like with both of us being in businesses that started actually working like and and more opportunity came mm-hmm. it was almost like you can get you can you just want to do the things that are that are coming to you because they're amazing and they're and it's something that you never had the opportunity to do before so i'd say both of us kind of probably were investing more time into that but it wasn't there was never a, there there has never been a moment in our relationship where we were like intentionally or very clearly going in separate directions. It wasn't like we were it wasn't like we were losing love. It wasn't like we were losing interest in each other. I think it was I think it was actually we were we were going at this so intentionally that it had to come to this point where where we were noticing that there that we, that we wanted more that that like after we got engaged there was like some sort of wall mm-hmm. that there was there. And I feel like I intuitively could notice that and when i would bring it to sam's attention it just it wouldn't be it would never be rejected it would just be like i don't know what we don't i don't know what you're talking about or like i don't feel the same way that you do mm-hmm. so then i would kind of be like oh it's okay meaning you were you after the engagement you were sensing that there was some kind of wall some lack of connection that might have been there before something wasn't there that was there before something so here changed. here's the way that i here's the way that i would put it I'm I'm like weirdly intuitive, particularly with Sam. Like it feel some. I don't know how this has happened. I don't know. It's not something that I necessarily consciously practice. But from the time that I met Sam, I've been, I've been weirdly intuitive of like being able to feel her presence and feel and like kind of know how she's doing or know where she's at in a weird way. I don't have this with many people in my mm-hmm. life. Like my little sister and my little brother, I feel like that as, as well with them, but there's really not a lot of people in my life that I have this kind of experience with. For some reason I have it with Sam. Like a, like a, like a accurate sensitivity to what's happening inside of them. For sure. Yeah. And I would say like, I would say it's not a hundred percent accurate. Like (laughs) I don't know. I'm not like Spider-Man where I like can know exactly how Sam is doing and she has no idea and I'm right and she's wrong. It's just like I have maybe like a a deeper ability than I do with other people with her. Mm-hmm. So when so like around the time that we got engaged, and it wasn't exactly when we got engaged, but like around that time, our businesses are growing, things are moving quick. I was really learning a lot about myself, and I'd come to this place of like fully feeling like I had let go of so much of my past and was like just seeing the future and was in a real, real place of safety and clarity. Mm -hmm. And we had started going to this somatic therapist who was a dude that just helped you feel into your body more and feel your emotions more. And, uh, and with him, he, the first, with him, I had started feeling a lot of my own sadness and like grieving of all of my, the life that I had lived in hockey and all of that. And it was like, good, because you got to grieve shit to like, let it go. Mm -hmm. Sam started going to him too. She started feeling a lot of emotions as well and like grief and sadness and things like that. And then we got engaged. And I remember like after we got engaged, like around that time that my intuition was telling me that there was something that kind of felt like there was an elephant in the room 
but there had never been anything between us there was never an argument there was never us not seeing eye to eye on things there was like nothing Mm -hmm. so it fucked with me because Mm -hmm. i'm like oh like what am i feeling here is it me is it is it something that i haven't worked through because again like i was telling you i've been working through all these things with hockey and family and all that is it something that maybe i'm feeling like i don't deserve this and so it's making me anxious or it's like that i haven't worked through something so I'm like resisting this a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like spending time sitting with myself. And then when I'm sitting with myself and it's like, no, like it doesn't feel like it's any of those things. Then I would go and say to Sam, is there something going on here with us? Am I doing something that I can work on? Is there something going on that like maybe I could be there for you more? Is there something that you're feeling towards me that you would like to express? And she'd just be like, no, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel anything. And so then I would like be like, oh, okay, whatever. It's nothing. It'd be like, let's it's something that i'm making bigger than it is mm-hmm. and so that went on for a little bit and then sam went and and we're, pl- we're planning a wedding during this so we're like planning a wedding and like there's obviously l- so many layers to this like we're doing our businesses while we're planning this wedding while this is going on that i'm feeling this way and so when we would go and start planning the wedding, it would feel like we're kind of rushing it. Like it would feel like, oh, we're, th- we're like checking things off here, like a business meeting. Mm-hmm. Let's like slow this down a little bit. And so that it went on for a little bit. And then Sam went and saw a friend at some point that's a therapist. And she recommended Sam spend some time alone to like sit with herself. Because she was like, Sam, I feel like there's feeling surfacing for you that I think you need to sit with and allow yourself to hear. And I think the challenge with you is you care so much for other people that you that it almost can be like people pleasing a little bit mm-hmm. to where you're not hearing yourself and you're hearing other people's thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. rather than your own. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so she came to me and was like, I, I feel like I want to go and just spend some time sitting with myself. So I'm going to go and sit with this for a week yep. and go and sit and just hear myself. And I was like, great. Like, that's awesome. I think that that's amazing. I think I, I genuinely think that a lot of people should do that. Even if you're in fantastic, healthy, abundant, amazing relationships, like time alone is something that's so beneficial Yes, for everybody. We're all hiding shit in any given moment. Even if life is amazing, something is being repressed and hidden. And it's so valuable to get into a space where you can listen to the shit that's there. Fully. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that has been something we've done in the past of like taking time to ourselves, just never to the extremes, but like we intentionally got a house that has, that has a layout that we're not like on top of each other all the time. And like, you can take space and like, it's something that we've been, that, that I, that I have always felt is needed Mm -hmm. and important. So Sam said that she was going to go do this. I was like, great. She went and did that. I, in that moment, was like, was very heavily like my intuition was like, something's going on. I don't know what it is. And I'm going to take full accountability that it is something that I am doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take this time while she is working on herself to, while she is going and sitting with herself to look at myself and see how could I like show up better in this. Then she came back after that week and was like, I'm like really hearing a lot of clarity and I know that this is something that I need to do and I need to be alone right now. And I can't, and my, all my intuition is telling me is it needs to be super extreme and there can't be any 
it can't be tied to anything. Like it needs to be open-ended so that I actually can hear everything mm-hmm. rather than making decisions for one sort of reason. Mm-hmm. Meaning it can't be, I need space so that we can make this marriage work. It needs to be, there are no attachments to any outcome. I just need this space. Yeah. Like in her, like for like the, what she was feeling is that she has gone through a lot of her life without making decisions fully 100% for herself. And she needed the space to actually like sort through which decisions in her life were fully made for her and which decisions did she actually make on her own. Yes. And and if she were to have done this, like me now looking back at this, if she were to have done this and been like, yo, I need to go get space to work on our relationship and think about you and I together and that be and and then come back to you and I'll be back in two months and we're gonna be together and I'm working on this, it would have made all of those decisions tie directly to that yes which would have been counterintuitive counterproductive to what the whole thing is is her actually choosing what she needs to choose she would have been doing the exact same thing that she had been doing exactly okay so if if it had been attached to an outcome that you wanted she would have been doing the same thing of making it about others and not listening to herself yeah like like now looking back at it i'm like okay like she came into this part of herself like part of her life and I'm of the believer that like we all go through different phases of life. Like we all go through different, we're always growing. You should always be growing. You want to always be growing. And like even just say for me, like me turning 30 was like, it felt different than when I was 29 and 28 in the sense of like, it could be societal things that people are like, oh, now you're 30. Now these are the things that happen in your life. And that kind of just like hits you, whether you believe it or not, it's just you change, you're always changing little parts of yourself, starting a business. Like now you got to become this, you got to feel how it feels to be an entrepreneur. And so you're always like growing and changing. Sam had some things happen in her life that were incredible things, probably like business and getting engaged and us getting a dog life moments that kind of like awoke this part of her that was like, ah, shit, we need to make sure that we are making all these decisions for ourselves, And there have been moments in our life where we weren't. Mm-hmm. And so we need to get full clarity on this for the rest of our life. And this has to happen now. Yes. So the only way that she could do it was by doing it that extreme. I mean, maybe she could have been like, Hey, I'm really going through this and let's stay together and let's work through this. But bro, like that could have taken 10 years and we might've never actually got to the depths that I feel like we are right now because if she was only doing it in the relationship and doing it with me and she's hearing my opinions on her experience and she's hearing my thoughts because I'm a very confident person and I'm a very in the sense of my intuition when it feels on I believe it and I usually articulate it Mm -hmm. so if she's hearing me being super confident about what's going on and the whole thing has been like her needing to hear herself She's hearing that from me and she's like, oh, that's what's right. And she's not hearing herself at all. Yes. So anyways, she was like, I don't know how to say this to you, but I am just feeling very clearly that I need to be alone. It has to be drastic. It has to be extreme. I can't give you a timeline on it. I can't give you anything other than I have to do this and you need to do what's right for you in this time. So literally whatever that is for you, like do it, feel the best that you can in this like and i just know that i need to have space to do this and that's all i can tell you Mm -hmm. and that was it that's a really brave thing that she did like what i think about it like 
if you guys had stayed together for that time and it took 10 years, like what, what it sounds like she needed to do is to put herself in the most intense environment to find the truth of who she is and what she wants. Like I've been using this example with clients all the time. Novak Djokovic, the winningest men's tennis player of all time. Like there are people who are better than he is skill-wise, faster, stronger, serve harder. What seems to be true for him is that when the intensity of the moment increases, he becomes more present. And I think that that's a true thing about people that we really learn who we are in more intense environments. And what I hear, when I'm hearing what she did was consciously select to do the scary thing to put herself in the most intense environment, to break all the things that she had built, maybe investing energy into like caring about who people needed her to be and all that. She broke all those things to put her in a scary environment to see the truth of who she is and what she wants. Like that is a fucking baller thing to do. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's badass. And when she said it to me, I remember the first thing that I said was like, well, I'm proud of you for doing this because that is, this is not easy for you to do. And when she said it, it wasn't like she was like, hey, I'm going to take space. See you later. Like she was broken when she was saying it. She's like, this is, she's like, literally, if it was, if my intuition told me to stop being friends with all my friends, stop my business, stop my hanging with my family, like I would listen to that as well. But it literally is just telling me that I need to have this space from you right now. And again, all of that in the moment was confusing as fuck. I'm like, what? I'm like, my intuition is telling me that we're supposed to be together. And that this is that like all of this that's happening is happening for us, which was which is also correct. But at that time, in my head, I had this vision of what the plan was supposed to be. And it was like, I had to fully surrender to the plan that that was that she needed to go through for herself. But it was yeah, I mean, the the word for one of the words that she had through that time was bravery. And I think it was like, yeah, a super brave thing for her to do. And so that was the beginning of it. One of the things that when we spoke on the phone, what really has stood out to me, like what I've spoken with my girlfriend, Emily, about a bunch, I was just so impressed by you were, some, you were somehow able to sign it, simultaneously hold non-attachment to it working out a particular way while also like the most supreme confidence of it working out a particular way. Yeah. Like I was hearing you really love this other person and want the thing for her that is going to be the best thing for her. And if that means not being with you, then that means not being with you. But also you're like, but I'm him. Like I am the, best. <laughs> like I'm him. So I'm, I'm curious about that. Like, which by the way, I love, I love people who are him or her and own that. I'm curious about like that. How did you access those kind of paradoxical truths? So I think like for anybody that's that would be listening that doesn't actually know like the whole timeline of everything that Sam and I had been together for six years, then this happened. And for the first and we got it, we got engaged at year five, year four and a half, five. So we had been engaged for like a year up to this. And then when this happened, for the first 10 days, I was broken. Like when it happened, I fully broke because my intuition was still so clear of us but like there was no logic around it and there was no 
comprehension as to how this could be part of the plan. If that's, if my intuition is right, how could this be part of it? If she's now choosing to leave and choosing to have no ending with us. So sitting with that for the first little bit was like, my brain just couldn't make sense of it. So I just felt super confused. The day that it happened though, my, there was like a, I think when you go into, when like real shit happens and you go into this like survival mode, it's like when you're in a car crash or like, I would assume when people are having children, for me, this was like an out of body experience when it happened that it was like my brain shut off and there was some part of me that was like, we're going to get through this. You're not, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold you up through this. And it, it literally felt like somebody was picking me up off of the ground. So for the first couple of days, I was just like going through that. And I remember in, even in those first couple of days, there was just like a, there was like a very quiet part of me that was like, and literally it says it in this, in this way, it's like, no motherfucker, this shit is happening. This is, this is, uh, this is part of it. It doesn't make sense right now. This is the, it's not the way that you wanted it, but this is still part of it. Everything that we felt before was real. All of the intuition that we've had before was real. It still does. It won't make sense for a bit, but this is still part of it. And I always, I always go on walks and make videos to myself in my phone, like a, as like a journal kind of entry. So I'll talk to myself. And literally on that day, I made it, I went and walked and was like, Sam just broke up with me. There's no future in sight, but I still feel like this is going to happen. I still feel like we're meant to be together. And I think the way that I am able to tap into that is like, I don't know. I think everybody, everybody in the, their life has some sort of a purpose. And I think everybody in their life goes through the process of trying to find what that is and like understand what that is for them. And I spent 20 plus years of my life trying to understand what that was. I went down the whole hockey career route. I did that for six years playing pro. I did music. I did art. I did I did like the nightlife thing. I did all different types of creative stuff. And all of that felt like really dope. It all felt really cool. But nothing felt more intentional than when I met Sam. And it, when I met her and started spending time with her, it was like I could see I could see runway towards the rest of my life and what I actually wanted, which was like a family, which was like longevity with a partner that I love, which is like children, which is like health, which is my own health and being healthy in a relationship with someone else. And when I actually experienced that after meeting her, it was like everything else subsided. And it was like that. It, it was so clear to me that this is that my purpose is relationships and is and this is the core pillar of it. And this is what will ripple into all of the other parts of my life. And this is like the building block of it. First, it's the relationship with me. And then it's the relationship with her. And that is the foundation of it all. It's, it was something clicked for me, bro. When I met her, it just like, it all kind of fell into place. So there's been, we've been together through that time that there's been periods where I've done other things like I've gone into different lines of work and different things like that and shit that I've been really passionate about and really enjoyed 
nothing has ever come close to the way that I feel in the relationship with her of just like having a person that you do life with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through my own therapy and inner in working with like inner child, my own younger version of myself made me realize how badly I wanted to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And like that became like, oh, that's like really what I think my purpose is, is like to be a dad and do it with her. So that's all been so clear to me. And like that has never, even when I'm in like my most paralyzed, broken states, that is still like an unmovable part of me. I mean, it's a perfect example. Like in the most broken parts of this, that, that two months that we were separated, in the most broken when I would ask myself, how do we actually feel about this? Let's be really fucking honest. Like, do we feel like this is done and we are actually meant to only be together for those five years and they were incredible and we can hold space for her and love her and like be stoked for her with the rest of her life? Do we actually feel like this is done? And again, it'd be like, no, motherfucker, it's not done. No. This is, this is, this is like real. What yeah. was that? Like, like what what was the thing that was communicating to you is it like in the form of a voice in the form of a feeling what what is that thing cuz i think a lot of people would probably love to have that type of conviction and certainty about something in their lives so the way that i feel this clarity with my intuition and my intuition comes to me as a feeling and as a voice and it's my own voice but it's like a it's like the most, it feels like the most calm, confident, clear, connected version of me. So I would say the way that that de- got developed was actually by going through so much shit, like going through my own trauma, going through my own past, going through my own limiting beliefs. And like when I would feel the most kind of broken, I would have these moments where I'd ask myself like, yo, how are we doing? How can I help myself? Like, how do we dig ourselves out of this? And this, and and there would just be this part of me that would respond. There would be like this, like really confident part of me. I'd be like, yo, we got this. Here's what we need to do. Here's what we're feeling right now. Here's how we can work through this. So I would say the way that it's got more clear is by continually going back to it. Like once I realized that, like, oh wait, there's a part of me that no matter what I'm going through, still has my back. It's still there for me. It's still connected. And I would say, like, I grew up Christian. I would say that this is the this is God speaking through me. This is the universe speaking through me. It comes to me in my own voice. It doesn't feel like it's a different person's voice, but it feels like it's bigger than me. Yeah. And so when I am in the when I'm in these moments, when I first started being in them, and I would go to that place, then I started being like, wait a minute, I can go to that place all the time. So then when I would start meditating. I would like check in with that part of me and like yep. be like, what do we need today? So like a muscle, like I just started practicing it more and more. Yep. And yeah, and now now it's been pretty clear that in the heavier moments, it's like even more important or even more helpful. So yeah, that was like a that was like immediately after this happened. That was exactly where I went to. What I'm hearing is in the model that I use with myself and that I use with people, like, like one way that I would describe it is that what life is is about learning how to relate to the finite from the perspective of the infinite. So you're talking about like infinite abundant access to calm, confidence, clarity, curiosity, 
those things are available in infinite supply in any given moment. That might be what God is. That's one way of describing it. And it's not like God, long white hair, beard speaking through you and like strange Wizard of Oz voice. It's like these energies of infinite calm and confidence and certainty speak through you and relate to the experience that you're having. That's this infinite perspective that's relating to this finite experience that you're having. Is that totally. a way of describing it? Yeah, a great way. Because I almost feel like it's when we're going through times of adversity, like your your cir- your circle of view gets so small that it almost feels like this part of me that I go into can zoom out of that and bring like a higher perspective. Yes. Because like even in the smallest of issues going on in life, like they can become, they can feel so big that it almost looks like it's consuming. And this part of me feels like it is, it is not pulled into that. And it, it feels like it's a, it can zoom out from that. Yes. It doesn't get sucked into the black hole of the parts of you who are afraid or who are uncertain. It's like relating to that part not becoming that part fully yeah and here's what i'll say the 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 most abundant times of my life like i would say that around our engagement period was like when i felt the the most clear the most connected to myself the most abundant in those times i actually feel like i am living more as that intuitive part of me than as this other part of me that is like where I feel maybe a little bit more, a little bit more wounded or a little bit more hurt. Mm -hmm. It's like, I feel like I am the embodiment of that intuitive part of me. And so, yeah, so uh, I am always practicing trying to get closer to that part of me and like live more as that part of me and understand how the world looks through that part of me. Yeah. And one of the things that I'm hearing that might be a question that I have is so like, you two had this experience where there was something that was clear to you in the form of your intuition. Like you were picking up on something that was off. And through this experience, you learned that you like were right. Something, something was off and she may not have been aware of it, or maybe she was aware of it and afraid to communicate it to you at the time. Or I think a lot of the times people are, I think about it like this, like if you're experiencing something if you're experiencing a truth that's going to require the destruction of the world that you've built, it's like very hard to be honest with yourself about that truth because then it means like, oh fuck, it's either like I'm going to continue to repress this truth or I have to go through really difficult shit, you know? So totally, I know that feeling really well. Like, is that I'm I'm wondering if you guys have spoken about like how to include your intuition as like maybe you already do this, but like as part of your relationship, like how can you include this intuitive sense that you have as part of the thing that makes your relationship great? I think we're doing it. Like I think I think we I think we have been doing it. I think that Sam's intuition is now just so much more accessible to her because of how dedicated she went to this experience. And it's now much more clear for her. So now when we're talking like we're, if we both feel intuitively about something, we're both like, yeah, I feel intuitive. I feel like this is going to happen or I feel like I'm feeling pulled towards this. So I feel like it's a enormous part and will be an enormous part of our relationship because that is 
what she felt like she was really missing is that real connection to her intuition. And now she feels like she has it. So yeah, I'm really excited for that to be a big part of it. Which like, I think when in that perspective, if the, in that experience of life, like where you're the finite and you're, where the, you're the infinite and you're the finite, I think it allows you to see another person's finite self and infinite self. Whereas if you get swept up in the black hole of the finite self, who's afraid, you can only really see the person's finite self who's right in front of you. you so here's how, here's where I feel like I was able to actually go through this the way that I did is because of something like that. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like in the, if I was just taking everything from face value of what she said to me when she needed the space and the limited converse and and the limited conversations or talk or anything that I heard from her over that time, I feel like I would have got pulled into a different direction or maybe like try to force myself to move on. Bro, the amount of people that when this happened were like, move on. Like there's more people out there. Fuckers love to give advice. <laughs> like, and, and, I, and, I, and I like, I process by, com- by having conversations. So as soon as it, as it happened, I obviously am going into, what did I do wrong? Like, what did, how, did, how did this come to this? So I was calling her friends and family and just being like, hey, like, would love to hear your thoughts because I want to give Sam space. And I was like, would love to just hear your thoughts on what's going on. Everybody is just projecting their own way that they see their relationship or that they see our relationship from the limited view because obviously nobody's spending 24 hours a day with us. They don't know like us, the depths of what we are with each other. So I'm just hearing like literally things that are left field, right field, some things that I actually feel like are somewhat good, but then completely left field, completely right field. And I'm trying to pull all of these in and like make sense of this, of this whole thing myself. And if I would have just listened to all of those from everybody, it, I would have probably gone crazy and just been like, I need to move on. Mm-hmm. There's like, I gotta get, I gotta just like move past this. But when I would, get quiet with myself, I would be like, I don't feel like any of these people know. I don't feel like any of them have actually a clue as to where Sam is at right now. And I feel like I can see this bigger picture of her that she can't even see yet. And so she's just telling me what what she actually consciously knows right now. But I almost can see this vision of what she's growing into or what she's learning and what she's about to become or what she's about to feel with herself it's like it's like i can see this next version of her and i don't need to trust anybody else other than that Mm -hmm. which is so hard like hearing your intuition is one thing actually believing it and trusting it when you have no logical information to tie to is really hard and that was the that for me was the biggest test of all because I'm human. I have fear that lives in my body, and like that fear was, every day was like she's gonna find someone else. She's gonna she's she wants to be on her own. She you you were X Y and Z in the relationship. You did this this and this. You could have done this. It's, this is your past coming up again. This is it. All of that, and to actually like hear all of that, not suppress it not go and drink, not go and do drugs, not go and try and get out in the scene, not over, not dive headfirst into work, but to actually like sit with it and just be like, I hear all of you. 
And I know that that's not it. That's not the tr- the truth. The truth that I feel is what this intuition is showing me, is telling me that's what I'm going to choose to believe. Doing that every day for two months, bro, it felt like I was, the analogy that I would use, it felt like every day I was sitting in an ice bath mm. and couldn't get out. And just the uncomfort, anybody that's done an ice bath before knows you're not, you're not actually in pain like you broke something. It's just like the most amount of uncomfort that you're like, get me out of this. <laughs> I need to escape. Yeah. I need to get out of this. So every day it just felt like I was sitting in the ice bath, but it also felt, but there was that part of me that was like, this is this, yes, you are in an ice bath. And just like how being in an ice bath is building things for you, even though it's uncomfortable, this is building some shit for you. And you just don't know what that is yet. And so that's what I would try and trust. Dude, that, that thing of having a perspective that the discomfort and the pain is going to be applied to something beautiful and great in the future. Like it's part of you becoming the most expansive, loving version of yourself. Like I, you know, a lot of people experience pain and adversity and trauma. And there seems to be a certain group of people who, when experiencing pain, are also practicing an awareness that that pain is going to contribute to greatness. And it, and it's not about bypassing the pain because you're very clearly saying, I'm sitting with this shit. I'm sitting with these perspectives on myself and the criticism and the hurt and the fear. And, but I also know that this pressure, like, Djokovic in the finals, like this pressure is going to contribute to something even more beautiful down the line. Fully. I agree with that completely. And I would feel like throughout moments of it, I'd be like, yo, even though this is something that will probably never be documented or really shown, like obviously I'm sharing about it with you, but like, it's not like I was filming all of my days where I usually film a lot of my life. I was like, even though this is something that I'm doing completely behind closed doors, I know that this shit is going to be real and going to be valuable for me. And like, I am treating this as if this is a documentary that I'm putting together of like, I'm going to show myself how I'm willing to go through this. And it's, and it's because of how strong I felt about our relationship and how intentional it felt and how it felt like it was, it's always felt like it's been bigger than just me and her. And so I was like, I'm willing to go through this. And I think like, I get messages. I've got, I got messages throughout it. I didn't get a lot of them, which I'm so grateful. Everybody was super nice. But I got a couple of messages of being like, a real man would move on. It would not take a girl back if they left them. And like a real man would go out and find a girl that knows his worth and would be all there for him. And I'm just like, you just don't like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. It would have been, it would have been. 1 million times easier for me to go over to a friend's house, rip some shots and go out than it would have than anything that I did. Like a million times easier. Yes. And so the way that I look at it is like, I, I, I know all the times in my life when going, willingly going through pain has led to such great rewards. I think there's a difference between going through some sort of trauma or or real challenge that doesn't feel aligned with you and feels like it's something that isn't serving you and then willingly going through something that feels like it is serving you. Yes. If at any moment throughout that whole time I felt like, you know what, this is actually not beneficial to me and is not serving me, 
my body would have been like, we're moving on. Yeah. That intuition would have been like, we're moving on. Well, people who aren't that connected with their intuition say things like real men do this. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like I, you know, well, I all the love to the person who reached out and said that shit to you. But like when you're connected with your truth, you don't need to filter your experience through like, what does a real man do? Or what does a confident person do? You just are you're going with the internal experience because you know, at the end of the day, like that is the only thing that you have. That's the closest to the truth of your reality that you can get. Fully agree. Fully agree. And everybody is on their own like journey and everybody goes at their own pace. And I, that's something that I also have fully realized throughout this is like, dude, the, you can, you just can't live for other people and like, for their opinions like you have to just really tune into yourself and like what you want and this process for both sam and i was so clear of that because like if she would have listened to other people or if i would have listened to other people it just would have it, it would have ended in a different way mm-hmm. and not necessarily that it would have ended with us not together but it we might not have got everything out of this that we feel like we did from this happening and it just being like we're putting blinders on and what we feel like is right is going to be what's right and is going to be what's right for us. And the weirdest thing I would say about it that like really helped me through it was like at first when we broke up, it felt like we weren't together anymore. It felt like we were completely separate and like that she was kind of like removed from my life. But at some point it started refra- it started like feeling like it was reframed to wait a minute, like I'm holding space for her she is holding space for me. She is going through this process. And this process is exactly what, after we got engaged, when I was saying I was feeling something intuitively, it's exactly what I wanted her to go through to feel more open and more connected. It's just, I maybe it's my ego or whatever, wanted it to be on the, my terms the way that I wanted it to go, which is like us staying together and going in like, doing therapy or us just having conversations and it, you know, gets fixed in a little bit of time and we're good and we're together. Yes. So I'm like, wait a minute, if I actually let go of this being on my time and my way and the process that I wanted, we're, this is fully happening together. This is happening in separate areas, but like in an energetic way or an emotional way, like this process is unfolding in the way that I actually wanted it to happen. So when that kind of clicked for me, I was like, okay, I am like going to surrender to this and like trust my intuition and allow this to unfold. And it was literally like, as soon as that, as soon as I got to that place, it was like, it happened quick. So, so what you want, like you had a desire for, you, you are so in love with her. You want her to be exactly who she wants to be as big and expansive and successful as possible. And you had this sense that part of her journey would be like developing a deeper connection with her own intuition and a trust for it, making decisions about what she really wants and what's true for her. So you, you had a sense that that's an important part of her journey. You just weren't necessarily seeing that that would mean that you would have to experience pain and discomfort and that your life would be disrupted. You, but you got really what you were asking for. It was like an important part of this other person of Sam becoming who she wants to be. It then, it it just asked you to experience a whole lot of discomfort and pain in the process. When you saw that, you're like, okay, maybe things are okay. She's getting to become who she wants to be. Fully. And so we talked twice over the two months. We met up twice 
to just because I was like, fill me in on where you're at, how you're doing. Logistically, we still have the house together. Like, are you getting your own? Are you like fully going to be moving out and all that? And both of the times that we met up, they were like a month a span apart. Both the times that we met up, it felt like I was feeling a fuller version of her, a more like centered, grounded, feminine, calm version of her. Both of the times that I met her. So when I'm going, so then I'm leaving those and that's the only contact I'm having with her. We're not texting, like nothing like that. When I would leave those two and I would go and talk to my actual therapist, he would be like, bro, it sounds like she's becoming more of the way that you were looking for when you were saying you feel like something is up. And he's like, the only thing that's messing you up is that it your ego or insecurity or this part of you that's protecting you, whatever is upset that it's not with you right now (laughs) that it's not happening with you so you're looking at it as like oh she's becoming all of this without me she didn't need me she's better without me she is doing this because i was holding her back and he was like it's actually the opposite like you provided this place for her in the relationship and you modeled this like unconditional love for her to show her how it's done for your for yourself when yes. you were doing it with yourself that now she's going out and doing it with herself and you're looking at it as like oh this is happening without me when really this is like a byproduct of the relationship that you guys had and she needed to do this on her own because of the depth of your guys's relationship she needed to do this on her own and I, he was like, I would encourage you to try and look at it as like, this is happening through the relationship you guys had, regardless of what happens. This is happening through the relationship you guys had, had not because there was anything deficient in it. And when that kind of clicked for me, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's I actually agree with that completely. And rather than me being like, oh, like there wasn't we were missing something. It's actually like, no what I believe to be true and what I knew was that our relationship was so good that the communication and everything was so deep between us that it like allowed her to get to this place where she was like, I want more depth with myself Yes, and I need to do this. Yes. And now having looked back on it and like now sitting with her and talking about it, I'm like, that is all so spot on. Like the, the way that we were before led her to this point, led her to have the confidence to be like, "I, I need to do this on my own to have the bravery to do it on her own. And now the way that we feel is just awesome through it. Dude, one of my, one of my favorite concepts, and I just, I see this with people over and over and over again, is this idea that like our souls, our spirit, whatever, however you want to describe that, we're already on the way towards self-actualization. Like we already, we already want this congruence and this matching between how we perceive ourselves internally and and what we are building externally. We all want that. We're moving towards it. People really just need, they they just require some tweaks in their environment in order to access that. And it seems to be the case that unconditional love, just get being warm and curious to a person about what ever the fuck that they could say their darkest, ugliest thing. If you can meet it with warmth and curiosity, it helps that person understand like, Oh shit, there aren't things about me that I need to hide about myself. Like I can own the truth of who I am and what I want starts to develop this, this, this totally new relationship for a person in their own psyche. And 
what has really impressed me about how you've navigated all of this is like, it's a super that energy way of doing this. Like, of course you're hurt. Of course there are parts of you who need things and all that. But when we were speaking on the phone, what I heard was, you know, there are a whole lot of ways that you could have responded to this. And I see dudes get broken up with women all the time. One thing that no one ever speaks about is like, how men actually act with women behind closed doors and like the emotional volatility. And that's a very true thing. And it's something I have a lot of compassion for, but like what I heard from you is that you didn't make it about you. You created a container of love for her and said like, I please become who you want to be. I really want that to And mean that we end up together but I'm more invested in you becoming the person that you want to become. That to me is like the most confident, courageous thing. And it just so happens to have produced the result that you wanted. It's the thing that makes it more likely that the person that she comes back because you're not making it about forcing her to become something else or needing her to be something different. Totally. I, I feel like that's in a very like buzzwordy way. I feel like that is just unconditional love of like, I want her to be happy. And like, of course I want that to be with me. Like, fuck yeah, I want that to be with me. But if the reality is that she actually truly feels happier with on her own, with somebody else doing her own thing, I will also support that because I love her not conditionally, whereas just because she chose me and wants to be with me, but it's because I just love her. And so I, that was, that was clear to me immediately of like, I am crushed that this is happening. And now I have to actually sit with and contemplate life where I'm not with you and life where, where you're happier with somebody else or happy with somebody else. But at the same time, like, I want you to be happy. And if you're not, if you are with me and you're not happy, that's not what I want either. So I think it's, I really think it is unconditional love. And I think that that's what I would want for myself too, is like just to be loved for who I am authentically, not for conditions or acts or it's like something that I'm doing in this moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was the way I tried to do it with. What was it? What was it like? What was it like? When, what was the process of her approaching you and saying like, Hey, I want to lean back into this. Yeah. So here's the funny thing, dude. I don't, I wish that I could explain more about, I wish I had a better understanding of my intuition and the way that the conviction that I feel with it when I do feel it. Because about a week before we, she actually, we actually like got back together. When I was in France, I was in Paris and I had been going through like this process of feeling all this fear, but then having this like, small, small, small part of me that's like this very clear intuition, but like overwhelming amounts of pan, like, you know, panic, anxiety, worry, whatever, all of that stuff. And that same therapist was like, what do you usually do in these moments when you have like a clear intuition, but there's a lot of logic and reason that is telling you something different. And I was like, I fully lean into my intuition. He's like, why don't you do that? Mm. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to actually speak into exist. I'm going to like speak this as if this is happening. We're getting back together. This is going to happen. We're supposed to be together. She's going through this process and she's going to hit me up and we're going to get back together. 
And then those videos that I was telling you, I make to myself, like those videos around that time are like, I'm going to get that text from her. Yes. She's going to call me. <laughs> yes. She's going to hit me up and this is going to happen. Then I came back and I had a, a, a friend's wedding that was in San Diego. And at the wedding, when people were asking me like, what's going to happen? I was like, we're getting back together. And I actually feel like it's going to happen soon. And they'd be like, really? Have you talked to her? And I'm like, no. You had no evidence. Nothing. Other. Zero. <laughs> I'm like, we're getting back together. It's going to happen. I feel like it's going to happen soon. And they'd be like, awesome. Like, that's cool. Some people would be like, dude, I don't know if you want to set yourself up for that. And like, maybe just be completely open to the outcome. And like, I would, it, when I, when I would be like, surrender to whatever happens, it would feel more like I'm just spending my days just preparing for the worst rather than being open to whatever happens and my intuition being wrong. And after that wedding, Sam was coming back from Europe and she was at the house and she was like, come back and let's chat. And when I went back and chatted, she was like, I, I was looking for all of these answers. And when I was leaving Italy, I was really panicking because I didn't have the answers I wanted. I really wanted to have more of an answer for what's next for my life. And when I flew home and came back into this house and came back into your room, it was the first time that like my nervous system like really relaxed and felt like calm. And I went to sleep that night and woke up at 4.30 in the morning just with my mind being like, you need a journal right now. And she was like, I had the most clarity, the same amount of clarity that I had when I knew I needed to do this. And this time the clarity was like, you needed to go on this journey to find yourself and get closer to yourself and pick yourself first and get close to all versions of you. And now that you've done that, you actually have the clarity and the space and the understanding to be able to bring a partner into your life. And now you're actually clear on that you want to be back with JT and start doing this again. And so she was like, I would love to repick this back up and start doing it. What did it feel like? I mean, I was like, I started, I started crying immediately and I was just like, yeah, I would love to do this. There is obviously a part of me that is that doesn't want to go into this too fast because I want to like know that this is legit for you and is not just like a moment. And she was like, I'm 100% clear this isn't a moment, but I will like honor that boundary and like take this at the pace that you want to go at. But I'm sure. And I believe her like my, that same intuition for me is like, yo, she's sure. Like I would know it feels in the same way that it feels different than before. It felt like clear, felt like just very trustworthy. And it felt like I could feel her saying it from a place where she had real clarity and mm -hmm. like really was knowing all of her. And then we've, do uh, we've had, I mean, we spent real time together now for the past month, past three, four weeks. And just the conversations that we're having and like, with her, I'm so proud of her because of the work that she did in that time. And I'm so proud of me too and the work that I did in that time. But it's a different it's a, it's a different level of depth now that we're able to get to. And there's no way we would have been able to if we didn't do it that drastic. Because if we didn't do it that drastic, it would have been eight weeks of just like, you know, dragging along life and, and you know, maybe putting an hour in a day of like this work and like, us having convos about it. But like when you think about, it's, it's actually like 10 or 11 weeks. When you look at 10 weeks on a retreat, then you're like, oh shit. Like that's like some real, yes. somebody goes away for 10 weeks to a retreat. You're like, they can come back with some real work being done. Yes. That's how I felt 
for me, it felt like it was real work every day for those 10 weeks. So just like the way that we're conversing and connecting and all of that now feels really good. It feels awesome. What stands out to me as so beautiful about all this. So like, I see this all the time in people. I've experienced this in myself, like thinking that doing life right means picking a direction and staying in one line on that direction. If you think like my audience is the audience here is mostly women. So this analogy may not land, but if you think about like a, a punt returner or kick returner in the NFL, who's really in the zone juking out tackles, it's the process of changing direction that's the most fun and creative and playful and joyful. And if someone is really in the zone juking out tackles, they want more defenders because it's more opportunities to change direction and to be fun. And I think that's so much of the way that the world is set up is is it communicates this expectation that you're not allowed to change directions. You don't have permission to play, to change directions. I just really love that you two have had this experience of like loving permission to make a change in direction for a moment. Because I, I think that when you are, when a person has given themselves permission to change direction and to play and to be creative, that's the thing that actually allows them to commit to one person. It's like, I want to get to the end zone, but I'm going to get there by playing and being creative along the way. And I think when when commitment to another person is like forcing yourself, repressing desires, forcing yourself to stay in one direction, like it just, it seems like a recipe for an absolutely shitty life. And it's just amazing what you two have been able to give to each other in that. Dude, it's, I agree with that completely. And that like those are conversations we've been having right now of like, what do we actually feel like marriage or engagement or even being boyfriend and girlfriend should mean? Because like you're saying, there can be an image of like almost confinement and like and being and, and it being like no growth and staying the same that you are just so that you can stay so that you stay safe with that other person. But I actually feel like freedom for both people is the ultimate form of relationship. And I think that the, the, that has always felt very natural to us. Like I want her to grow. I want her to be the fullest version of her and I want to be the fullest version of me. And I want to continue choosing to be with that version of her rather than we made a commitment and, now this is who we are forever and you're stuck with me and there's no and you can't change because that means that you're going to rock the boat and things are going to be messy things are going to be weird between us i think you want to fully support that person in whatever they want to do and it's such a it it makes it more fun like to be able to learn new things that each other are interested in and new hobbies and new skills and passions and desires and like the way that you want to live and you just have to trust the process that like it is love is always a choice. It is something that like you are you are making that decision every day to do life with that person. And that's what you want. But it's not a it's not like a it, it shouldn't be handcuffs. Mm-hmm. It should be a choice. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's people that have been married a long time that aren't happy. And I also know that there's people that have broken up and uh, because they weren't happy and it was the right thing for them to break up. And what I want is not to have 
and not to be 80 years old with Sam and us say we made it to 80 and we're both miserable. <laughs> yeah. I want to be 80 years old and dancing and be vibing and be like, yes. we did this and we're happy as fuck. And we have gone through so many different seasons and variations of like things we were into and who we are as people. And we did it together and we every day made the choice to do it together and to grow together. And that's what I actually look at as like real success. And that's something I'm excited to celebrate. I don't think that's celebrated enough in the yeah, world. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, what I'm hearing in that is that rather than the relationship being this stagnant, dead thing, what you're that that confines both people in handcuffs to being the versions of themselves who committed to each other. You're saying, I want a relationship where we both get to continuously become exactly who we want to be. And the relationship, the exchange between us, the, the structures between us are these alive, dynamic organisms that update to support that experience for each of us individually and that like what i would call that is a co-creative relationship you're not trapped in one particular narrative you're willing to and able to upgrade or upgrade the model of the relationship as you go along like that's really dope and i also think that it's super it's really a remarkable thing that you're doing that because the more you do that the more that makes that available for other people to do as well. Like I really see you two, I, I'm just so drawn to this experience you're having because I, it's so non-conventional and I really see, and they're so, it's so easy to judge all this shit. Everyone would have perspectives on like, do this, do that. To me, what you're doing is doing is is carving out a new path and upgrading the collective relationship model, which then makes fulfillment and satisfaction available for more readily available for everyone else. So I just really appreciate what you guys are doing. I, I think it's very inspiring. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Dude, I really I, I appreciate you saying that because in a world of in a in a world where material success and status is heralded on such a level, relationships, healthy relationships that are long lasting and happy are, there's they're not glorified at all. Like there's literally other than like romance movies, which most romance movies, it's like, there's real trauma, there's breakups, there's infidelity, there's all this. And then maybe they get to back together <laughs> at the very like last five minutes. Yes. There's no movies about like real healthy relationships between significant others. And I have been lucky enough to see it modeled by people around me, people that I even follow on social media that are like husband and wife and have kids and show the way that they are parenting their kids and living with their kids. And when I look at that, I genuinely believe that that is more important than the businesses that most people are building today. And I love business. I feel like I'm a savage in business. Yes. I feel really good at what I'm doing in business. I don't feel like the impact on the world is deeper than the impact that I will have of raising my kids and the ripple that that will have with not only just them, but the way that I think other people around will want to raise their kids. And that is what I actually think that the world needs is like really healthy, loving parenting. Because I know going to therapy and working through all of my own stuff is like, that's the stuff that I want. That's the stuff that I wish that I got more of. And that is not to say that my parents did a bad job of it at all. That is not to say that they had things that I am really pissed at them about. Like my parents were amazing, but I also know that like parenting is the most important thing in my opinion in the world. 
And so I look at the relationship with Sam and I look at that like goal of us being happy and having kids that want to spend time with us and feel good about themselves and feel secure within their bodies. I I look at that goal the same way I think a lot of men look at selling a company. Mm -hmm. Like that to me is my Stanley Cup. It is my like NFL trophy. It is like that. That is what I look at as like, if that happens in my life and Sam and I are old together and are happy and are the couple that our people are posting memes about like holding hands in a park, (laughs) old as fuck and our kids around and like our kids are happy with themselves and love themselves and feel secure and safe in their bodies that my life is made. I feel good about the legacy that I have left. And that's the way that I look at it. The ultimate daddy energy. Yeah. That's really what that is. Cause it's also kind of like, it's like daddy energy, hot daddy energy. That's like highly competent and skilled in business, a visionary and who's prioritizing the quality of the, the most important relationships in his life. Like that's fucking dope. And maybe that's existed before, but I really feel like we have an opportunity right now in this time in the world to create a new thing. Like, I don't think that a lot of men have existed like that before. High relationship skills, high emotional intelligence, highly connected to intuition, and also like, yeah, know how to make a lot of money also. I think that's a new thing. I agree completely. I wish that there was more examples of it. I wish it was celebrated more because it would probably make it easier for me to see how it's modeled because it's so, it, it, I don't, I actually don't think that it's as rare as we think it is. It's just most of these people that are happy, married, aren't making content about it for us to see it's it. A really like good living point. their life. Yep. That's why when I see people that are like Tim Chiusano is a dude that I love who's a creator that shows a lot of his life with his wife and his kid in New York. And when I see him, I'm like, dude, the world needs more of you. Like enough of the macho entrepreneur that is just talking business. Like, sh- like we need more familial, good feeling stuff that when you actually see it, you're uplifted and you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like life can be healthy and safe and, and ease. And like, it can be what I wanted it to be when I was a kid. And like, you know, all of this things that happen. And I wish that there was more examples of that. So I don't know necessarily if my goal in life is to make content around me as a parent, but I do know that there it feels very intuitive and intentional for that role as a parent, for that to be a thing that is like a core pillar of my life. Yeah, I see that for you. I think the world with you as a dad is a better world. I, <laughs> I really you. do. Yeah, I I'm excited that. about that. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. This has been fun, man. This I've- has been really fun. I appreciate you having me on. And I, I also appreciated all of our convos throughout that whole time. They were really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was really glad to get to be a part of the experience because I like coming in. I know I'm not, I'm not, I know I don't give advice. Like I just ask questions, you know, and it feels really good to be able to show up, like to show up for you and to create a space where you're, you're not having to defend any position. You're just going to get to like speak about your experience. Mm, so interesting. And dude, you were in the thick of it too. Like you were there like right yes, in, yes. in the mix of it. So grateful for you, man. Glad we got to do this in person and appreciate you very much. Me too. And thanks so much to Sam for letting us use her spot. It's beautiful yeah, here. I agree. <laughs> thanks, Thank you, Sam. Dude. 
So sometimes when recording podcasts, a funny thing happens. You press pause and you wrap it up and then you go into conversation with the person. There's a little bit of a different energy. It's like, a, okay, we're not having to worry about what we're saying anymore or we're not watching ourselves as much. And then JT and I took that energy into, I think, what was a two and a half or three hour long conversation where we hung out on the couch and spoke about all sorts of things. JT is a very, very special person. I'm so glad you got to learn about his experience here because I truly am inspired by the way he's navigated all this and the way he is navigating his entire life and the choices that he is making. He is a being who is choosing love and is choosing to do love in a big way. JT, I appreciate you so much. Thanks for being on. We are super invested into actually creating results for people. If you're a podcast listener, if you're part of our membership, if you're a client, We want you to have an extraordinary experience. We want you to know that you belong here and that you contribute to the whole and we really want you to benefit from the whole. If you submit a review or a testimonial of this podcast, you will be entered into a pool and we will randomly pick one person to win two 30-minute sessions with me, which is about a $1,500 value. We'll be exploring who you want to be and what your current obstacles are. And you'll be coming away from this experience with clarity on how to dissolve those obstacles and step into your expansiveness in a bolder way. Not only is your review grounding and energizing and motivating for us, it's also helpful for other people who might be kind of like you, who might also benefit from engaging with my content or listening to this podcast. So please leave a review. It is helpful for us in many, many ways. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you.